Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Star Wars 7x7, episode 651. Today we are continuing our mini-series of looks at the stories in Before the Awakening, the collection of stories by Greg Rucka that was released on December 18th, same day as The Force Awakens. Yesterday we talked about Rey's story, and today we're going to dig a little deeper for details about Rey and about Jakku. Punch it, Chewie. Hi, this is Mike and Joe from the Cantina Cast. And you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only... Daily Star Wars Podcast. Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host Alan Voivod, and as with yesterday, this is a spoiler-filled podcast in the sense that if you have not read the story in Before the Awakening about Rey, then... If you plan on doing it, then go read it now and listen to this later. Or if you don't plan on reading it, you're fine. And if you've already read it, then you're fine too. Anyway, that's all the spoilers. We're not talking about episode 8 spoilers or anything like that. Just spoiling this particular short story. And there is a particular nugget that I want to share. And let's get this out of the way right at the top that I think is really fascinating considering all the discussion about Ray and her heritage and how she ended up on Jakku and whatnot. So there's a line in there when she first turns on the ship, the freighter that they're restoring, when she actually gives it their first little test flight, and this is before she actually flies it back to NEMA Outpost, but for them to test it out, for it working, and when they do, they she's got the uh, two other um, scavengers, Devi and Strunk, on there, and when she starts it up and they take off, Strunk is not somebody who likes to fly and grips the chair like nervously and Ray asks him if it's his first time and he says yes and she says mine too. So how deeply <laughs> do we read into this comment? If she's only talking about the fact that this is the first time she's actually flying a vessel, then perhaps it doesn't have any meaning really whatsoever because all she's done is fly on simulators and there's a discussion about the fact that over the years she's pieced together a computer from parts at different salvage sites and the display from an old Y-Wing fighter and talks about all the data chips that she's painstakingly gone through and found a flight simulation program that worked for her, which is pretty awesome. So she's flown tons of different types of craft in simulations and in all sorts of terrible conditions too, just to make things interesting for her, all sorts of crisis conditions. So if she's only talking about actually flying a ship then the Me Too is not really significant. However, if she is talking about her first time flying in general, like if this is the first time that she remembers flying on a ship, well, this opens the door to the question of whether she was actually born on Jakku and has ever left Jakku. I think we've all been operating from the assumption that she was you know, left behind on Jakku and that could possibly mean that she was taken there and dropped off and left behind, especially, you know, when you see the ship taking off in the force back that she has in The Force Awakens. But there is that other possibility that's kind of suggested by one way to read this line, and that is the possibility that she was born on Jakku and that her parents, who 
whoever they are, left her there in the care of Ankar Plot. And I'd love to know your thoughts about that. Do you think Rey was born on Jakku and abandoned there by her parents? Or do you think she was born somewhere else and dropped off on Jakku by someone and then abandoned there? Chime in at the comments of the blog post for this show's episode at SW7X7.com. Or, heck, go to Facebook or Twitter. We're SW7X7 on Facebook and SW7X7 Podcast on Twitter. When speaking of building things, she is revealed to have built her speeder from the ground up, and that was done many years ago. And she's also seen at the very end of the story punching the lenses out of a stormtrooper helmet, which will undoubtedly become the goggles that she wears when we see her in The Force Awakens. I guess you could make the case that this would position the story as being right before The Force Awakens because she's getting those Stormtrooper goggles ready, but I don't think you can really support it very well because there's a little mini-story inside the story about how the last time she found a pair of goggles, she sold them to Unkar Plett for portions and had thought that she was going to readily find another pair so that it would be no big deal, but three months went by until the start of the story that we are reading in Before the Awakening, and she still hadn't found a pair of goggles to replace them. So it stands to reason that if she does get a set of goggles, she's going to hang on to them for quite a while, and therefore it doesn't necessarily become totally supportable that she's making the Stormtrooper goggles right before The Force Awakens. It could be that she's had them for quite a while because she knows better than to sell them off now. We also learn about Rey that she can read and write because she takes a ton of notes about the problems that exist with the freighter that she's trying to repair, takes copious notes so that way she can keep track of everything, so she's able to read and write in some particular language, which is awesome. And we get the idea reinforced that she is used to discomfort in a way. When she finds the freighter and decides to spend the night on it the first night, she tries out the bed, but it is just too soft. So she ends up sleeping on the floor a lot harder and yet a lot more like what she's used to. Oh, and I should correct myself because I double-checked my notes. I think I said to you earlier that it took her years to build her speeder, and what I meant to say was that she's had her speeder for years and that she'd built it herself, but we don't necessarily know how long it took her to build. We also know that she's a very physically talented person, the way we see her climbing inside one of the Star Destroyers in The Force Awakens, but she actually free climbs a significant amount as well inside this particular story that we read. So a very accomplished climber, which is something rather remarkable too. Oh, and if you're wondering about the portions that Unkar Plutt doles out and how sustaining they are, well, the story notes that two portions are enough to barely quiet Ray's stomach for a day. So I think you could safely say that one portion should be one meal. And that's everything I've got to tell you about Ray from this story and Before the Awakening. And I'd love to know if you've read the story, what you thought about the story. Chime in at the comments at the blog post for the show's episode or on Facebook or on Twitter at the addresses I gave you earlier on the show. Hey Rebel Rouser, you're listening to this podcast, maybe you'd like to listen to a Star Wars story too. Luckily we've got just the thing for you. We've partnered with Audible to give you a free download and a free 30-day trial of their awesome service. All you gotta do is go to audibletrial.com SW7X7 to sign up and get your free download. They've got dozens of Star Wars titles, anything you want to do to explore that galaxy far, far away. One more time for you, audibletrial.com SW7X7. All right, let's not forget about the trivia question. Red squad, blue squad, take my lead. I'm on it. I'm on it. Last time we asked you about the doll that Rey has in her home on Jakku, and that is a handmade Rebel Alliance pilot doll. 
Today's question: What's the name of the doctor who patches up Chewbacca in The Force Awakens? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars Seven x Seven. And hey, before you get separated from your master in a lightsaber duel, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'll be able to do even more with the show for you with your support at Patreon.com/SW7x7. It's not Darth Maul sliced in half; it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.